Blueberry skies, your eyes a shade of gray. I yet to discover everything so strange when you. Welcome to another installment of Now Hear This Entertainment. I am Bruce Wozniak, and wherever you have found the show, thanks for listening. This podcast is widely available, so know that there are lots of options out there to listen and subscribe. Recently, Now Hear This Entertainment has gotten added to both the Amazon Music and iHeartRadio apps and websites. The show website is nhte.net and has lots from all episodes, plus links to social media and podcast listening platforms. Be sure that you have also signed up there for the weekly e-newsletter about the podcast. Joining me today on the Now Hear This Entertainment guest line from outside of Philadelphia, my guest is a singer, songwriter, guitar player who has just released a new single and a music video for it. She has now released five singles over the course of this year after having put out four in 2019. She is based in Nashville and has had over a quarter of a million combined streams just on Spotify and has more than 180,000 followers across her social media platforms. She has appeared and performed at legendary venues and events, including the famous Bluebird Cafe in Nashville, as well as the CMA Music Festival. While she is actively pursuing her solo career, she also recently joined the Highway Women group. She is also very active with the Jason Foundation, which we will talk about today as well. You've been hearing her brand new single called World You're Living In. It's my pleasure to welcome to Now Hear This Entertainment, Bailey James. Thank you for having me, Bruce. Hi, everybody. My pleasure. My pleasure. It's good to have you on the show, Bailey. Thanks for being here. So, Bailey, congratulations on the new single called World You're Living In, which we were just playing. Go ahead and share with the audience all about that song, please. The World You're Living In is probably the most personal song I've ever written. Uh, I wrote it in 20 minutes just sitting on my grandma. Yeah. Whoa. Yeah, I and I, I was just sitting here on my grandma's bed, as I am right now, um, in Pennsylvania, and the song just came to me. It was during the time when all the riots were happening. Um, corona had just started, and it, there was there was a lot of um, there was a lot of violence. There was a lot of people afraid of what might happen next, and it, it was hard for me to watch. And the only way that I could um, talk about it and really get it out of my system was by writing and doing my art. And so I wrote the world you're living in, and. Um, I played it for my parents a couple weeks after, and they were super mad that I hadn't played it for them sooner. (laughs) They really liked it. They They were like, this is the best song you've ever written, and you didn't play it for me until now. (laughs) But when you say that you sat down and wrote it in 20 minutes, was it a case of you were sitting around trying to brainstorm and do some songwriting, or was it it just popped into your head out of nowhere? And, And also... I wonder, was it the lyrics that you were able to sit down and write in 20 minutes or, or even the melody also? Usually I get my guitar, I sit down, and I start playing a melody. So I wrote the melody first, and then after that, the lyrics did come out in 20 minutes. I, I'm really good with lyrics. I can be really quick, but not so much with the melody. So as soon as I got the melody, 
lyrics just started pouring out. And I never revised them. I never went back and edited them. I kept them exactly the way they were because I was really proud of them. Wow, wow. So did you have your guitar on your lap and you were trying to write a song, or was it, uh-oh, I have an idea, where's my guitar? I just had my guitar on my lap. I didn't I didn't have an idea. I didn't even have the the world you're living in until I got to the chorus, and I was like, oh, that's a cool spin on it. Um, and so, yeah, no, I, I was just kind of going from the verse to the chorus to the next verse. I wasn't, I wasn't thinking about a, a certain idea. Amazing. Amazing. So when you say that you didn't go back and change any of the words, once you actually went in to record it, was there a producer or someone that said, oh, I do think we should change this over here though, or was it Bruce, they recorded it the exact same way as I wrote it on my grandmother's bed. Well, I recorded it with one of my good Nashville friends, um, and he he knew that I wanted I wanted it exactly the way it was. So he would give me suggestions on the melody, and there's things in the melody that are a little bit different. Uh, but we both agreed that the lyrics were pretty spot on, and. Um, we weren't going to change them. Outstanding. Outstanding. Listeners, I strongly encourage you to get in on all the extra audio, exclusive conversations with the weekly guests and now hear this entertainment available only through the Patreon for this show. There are already more than 40 such behind-the-scenes recordings posted on there. Bailey, James, and I will be recording more conversation after this episode, so to hear what else she and I talk about, go sign up now. You're also supporting me in this show in the process and telling me that you enjoy the podcast. It's only five bucks to get started. Just head directly to patreon.com slash NHTE or from the show website NHTE.net. Use the orange colored support us on Patreon button to sign up. I will give that out one more time at least during this conversation. Bailey, nowadays we see artists promoting a new release coming out and they'll say midnight on insert date here so take us through that moment as it relates to you and world you're living in like do you stay up until midnight and i don't know keep hitting refresh on itunes or refresh on spotify or something and and like what are you doing at that time are you looking for fan interaction fan response on social media i guess just walk us through what you went through during that midnight release of world you're living in yeah uh, i stay up all night most nights so it's, it's, it's just another night for me. Um, but it's, it's also, it's really cool. I, I made sure right at 12 to put a video on Instagram. And then I, I, I saw a bunch of people texting me, telling me how they, I, I kept asking them, what do you think of it? Do you like it? Do you like it? And the, yeah, uh, a lot of people were saying how they really loved lyrics. And I wanted the lyrics to stand out. So it's so exciting. It's definitely, it's like Christmas, you know, the night before Christmas. That's how it is when you release a new single and it's almost midnight. So it sounds like you're indirectly giving advice to other artists to say, this is an opportunity that you need to leverage. If you're releasing a single, you should promote it's coming out at midnight. And then you yourself should be up and on your phone and ready to start pushing out messages, putting up social media posts asking people for feedback right yeah i i think that's a great a great way to promote your single and a great way to talk to the fans i've been 
really it's been important to me that I, I talk to um, my fans, which I don't really like to call them that. They're more like family to me. So I, I love to talk to all of them and see what they think because it's more important what they think of the song. I, you know, I have a biased opinion. They don't. So <laughs> when they say they like it, it's, it's validation and it makes me really happy. Yeah, and I think it really means something when a listener will go so far as to take a screenshot and show you that, no, I'm really listening to it. I'm not just saying, hey, great job, girl. I love the new song. Like, here I am actually showing you the song playing on my phone. Yeah, that's that's why I, I posted on my story and I said, uh, anyone who listens to the song, screenshot it, tag me, and I'll post it on my story because I, I just love seeing, I love seeing them listen to the song. It genuinely means so much. Well, and then it does show how genuine you are that you're saying tag me so that I can restore you, not just so that I'll get more followers of people seeing it on someone else's story and saying, who is this Bailey James girl? So <laughs> I'm sure that goes a long way with the people who do follow you, that you are willing to do that with them. Yeah, no, totally. I, I've i watched, um, I mean, I've been doing my social media since I was 11, so I've watched a lot of other people and the way they do their socials, and I just kind of found a way that worked for me, and that, and that was being very very uh, close with my followers. So I saw the video for World You're Living In. I'm thinking that you were very intentional when it came to doing something very real and not overproduced with all kinds of visual effects or different locations or props and sets or hiring extras and doing wardrobe changes to make it like look like a movie, but instead something that really portrays the message of the song, a, a real human video. Am I Am I correct? And all this, like, take us through the conceptualization and the filming of that video. Yes, you're very correct. I filmed this video with one of my really good friends, and I've known him for years and years and years. And he got into filming, and I said, do you want to film this video with me? It's super personal. Um, and we decided, we actually decided the day before, I think we were out to eat, and he said, you know what? I don't want you to wear any makeup in this video and I don't really want you to do your hair. I like, I want you to brush it, but I don't <laughs> really want you to, you know, put the makeup on and have the light because we've, we've done those, those videos before and I was all for it. And so, yes, it's very intense. It's very, very, um, staged and strategic because, it, it it would have looked funny if I was standing there with a full face of makeup singing about the world we're living in. And I, I filmed it all in my, my home, in my room, in my bathroom. And so it's all very personal, just like the song. So were you so involved with the video that you were even, I'm going to say, I'm going to use the expression, looking over his shoulder as it relates to some of the different footage that was used in the video that was not when you were shown? Or was that, no, I trust him, and I just knew that he would pick out footage of current events, and, and that was fine? As my friend, he makes sure I don't look over his shoulders. So. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, I completely trusted him. And we went through a few different... Um, a few different takes of the video. So he would send me one and I would be like, well, if you could change this and this, mm. and we would agree mm. on it. And so, yeah, it, it was like that. He would send me a full take of the video and I would give him my suggestions. And we, I, I, I like that kind of relationship because I, I, I want to wait, see how it turns out before I start nitpicking. <laughs> 
But I said in the intro that you're currently in Pennsylvania, but you actually live in Nashville. So when you say that was filmed in my place, in my bathroom, et cetera, are you talking about in Nashville or up where you're from in Pennsylvania? Yes, it was uh, filmed in Nashville. And usually we are in Nashville. We come to Pennsylvania during the holidays, you know, to see family. My mom is a business here, so I help her out. But we filmed it all in Nashville, and I, I I didn't realize this then, but I one of the things I really love about the video is that um, in my room I have all these pictures of my family, and so my family's in the background, and mm. it kind of, it, it gives off little it gives off little messages that I didn't realize at that time. Interesting, interesting. And I thought you were going to say I love Nashville, and I love that you can see out my window and you can see the city a little bit. But that's a, that's an even better insight that you just gave us that somebody probably wouldn't have otherwise known about but i wonder what about what about singing and and looking in the mirror is that is that kind of awkward singing along with your own song and looking in the mirror those those shots in the video that we see (laughs) it was it was very weird and i (laughs) i didn't like it but i also understood the message i we had to do about three takes of that and i was like gosh I can't wait for this to be over because you don't want to look at yourself in the mirror for too long. Especially when you're singing, right? Yes. <laughs> I'm singing exactly. to my. I'm I'm looking at myself while I'm singing to my own song in the mirror. This is really weird. <laughs> <laughs> it was. It was for sure. Well, so let's get into part of your story here, and then we can resume with talking about some of your different music projects. But share with the audience about the PSA that you do at the end of the video for World You're Living In. Yes, I decided to do one because I know that people are going to have different views on it and different looks on it. But what I really wanted them to know was that this song was mainly about mental health. The song was mainly about mental health and trying to get through this really odd year that's really I mean it it hasn't been a great year and so there's a lot of people struggling and I wanted people to know that the song was solely about that and that um, that was my message yeah and I want to compliment you because I love that when you started that PSA the very first thing that you said is I'm not political So you made it clear right up front that, listen, I'm about to say something and this has no motivation behind it that comes from a political standpoint. And like you just said, it's more I'm just trying to help people. Yeah, and that was very important because I'm not. And I see a lot, especially now, you see so, so many things about politics that aren't very positive and I knew people were going to you know maybe assume that the song was about politics but it's not it's completely about mental health so whose idea was that to have you put that little PSA at the end was that yours was that your friend's idea was it maybe your publicist who came up with that idea to have you do that at the end my my father actually Ah. he you know yeah he's very into speaking out about mental health also um, and so we we both decided that we needed to put that there just so people knew, because you know you know how you know how some sometimes things get twisted, and we wanted them to know exactly what it was. 
So was that shot at the exact same time as you were doing the actual music video, or was it, no, we went back and shot it a week later? Because I don't even remember what you were wearing in the PSA versus what you were wearing in the video. <laughs> so I, so it's not like, well, duh, Bruce, can't you tell? It was the same clothes that I was... So, uh, so what was the timing of that? Well, we were actually shooting three music videos. Whoa. So we... Yeah, we were shooting three music videos that week. He came down to Nashville, and um, so we shot that right before I did a music video. We were doing a music video at night, okay. and I was all dolled up, and which I never do. So they were like, let's get this weekend. <laughs> <laughs> well, so on this note then that we're talking about the video and the PSA and everything, I mentioned this in the intro, but tell the audience all about the Jason Foundation, who they are and what they do and your involvement with them. Yeah, I um, am a youth spokesperson for the Jason Foundation. I have been since about, gosh, it's been four years. Wow. I initially, yeah, yeah, it's been a while. I initially joined because uh, I saw my brother struggling. He had struggled his whole life with depression and self-harm and I I wanted to help other people and so I joined and I joined alongside uh, Rascal Flatts and the late and great Charlie Daniels and they have been so very kind to me I did a campaign called Won't Be Silent with them I wrote a song called Won't Be Silent and it was just basically about speaking out about mental health I feel like people think it's a super taboo thing but it's it's not and it's better to talk about it and i i it was even more important to me the jason foundation my brother um took his own life at 18 and so after that um it, it, it was it was even more important and it's one of the most important parts of my music and so just to be clear what is the mission of the jason foundation the jason foundation's mission is basically to just bring awareness to teen suicide. The founder, Clark Flatt, lost his son also to suicide at 18. They're a nonprofit organization out of Hendersonville, Tennessee, and they, they just want to bring awareness to teen suicide, help teens who don't know how to reach out. And was that a case of you went and found them or they found you? Honestly, I'm not quite sure. I remember what I what I do remember, I was about 13, and we had a meeting with them, and we just got to talking with them, and they were absolutely amazing people, and I loved I loved what they were doing. I wanted to be a part of it. I had always wanted to be a part of something with mental health because I watched my brother struggle for so long. I watched other people struggle, and uh, it, it, it was just the right fit and the right time. Well, and to tie it all back together now, it sounds to me like nobody should be surprised, A, that you wrote the song World You're Living In, and B, that it did come out in 20 minutes, since this sounds like it's something that is so much at your core. Yeah, it, that, that's that's what I've been saying to myself, is that it, this was a part of my story. Mental health has always been a part of my story, and so this song... I. I feel like was meant to be written in that amount of time. And it, it had been like somewhere in my brain just waiting to pop out. Yeah. Yeah. At, at the right time. Well, so getting back to music then back in the intro, I mentioned that world you're living in is the fifth single that you released this year. 
Wow. <laughs> I know you said world you're living in, you wrote by yourself, but five singles this year. Are you writing all these songs by yourself or are you writing with others? And then also, who are you working with in terms of, say, a producer or what studio do you record at? Like those type of things. I haven't written all these songs by myself, but I most of the songs I've um, written have been my ideas. And so... I, I love writing with other people, um, and I'll bring a I'll bring an idea in, and we'll just bounce off of that. So, not all of the songs I've written this year are completely myself. I think this is the first one where I wrote it completely by myself, and so I'm really proud of that. Uh, but I record at a couple different studios. I record with Leland Grant. Um, he's an amazing, amazing producer, and he has his own amazing '80s. Uh, cover band in Nashville and so I love to record with him I recorded um, I recorded a little bit with Nolan Neal he's recorded me uh, I have a couple different people I record with just because I, I like the, the difference in how they produce sure sure but are they producers and producers alone or do they sometimes collaborate with you on writing some of these songs oh no they definitely collaborate with me I've written some of my favorite songs with Nolan Neal. Right now he's in California, so I haven't been able to see him much. But anytime we get to write a song together, he writes me the best songs. Mm, outstanding. Outstanding. I'm joined today on the Now Hear This Entertainment guest line from outside of Philadelphia by singer, songwriter, guitar player Bailey James. Visit her official website at baileyjamesgang.com. And I will put a link to that on the show page for this episode at nhte.net. Once you're on her website, you will also see links to her various social media platforms, Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and Instagram. Of course, you can follow her on Spotify, but the better way to support Bailey is to purchase downloads of her music from the likes of iTunes, a.k.a. Apple Music, her new single, World You're Living In, is now out, plus there are four other singles she released this year, too, for you to purchase. Remember to go watch the new music video on her YouTube channel also. Keep up with Bailey online so you can see where and when you can see her perform. Remember that after we're done recording this interview, Bailey and I are going to have more conversation for you to hear through the Patreon for this show. That is the only place you can hear it, though, so head to patreon.com slash nhte or from the show website nhte.net. Use the orange-colored support us on Patreon button. It's only $5 to get started, and it also gives you access to behind-the-scenes conversations from the past 40-plus episodes of the show. So hear extra content from people like last week's guest, Grammy-recognized songwriter, music producer, and educator Cliff Goldmacher. Hear from the guitar player for Billy Joel, Mike Del Judas. Hear from singer-songwriter, multi-instrumentalist Liz Longley, who, like Bailey James, is also based in Nashville, and many more. Don't forget also that another way that you can support this show is through your regular everyday purchases from Amazon. Simply go to my show website, nhte.net, and scroll down to the tall Amazon banner. That will take you to Amazon, and then at the end of the sale, they will kick back a small percentage of the sale to me at no extra cost to you, and it's all completely anonymous. So I don't even know who bought through them from clicking on my banner. I don't know how much you spent or what you bought. 
And with Christmas two months away, as crazy as that sounds, and this darn pandemic still hanging over us, there are a lot of orders being placed through Amazon. So instead of putting more and more money into Jeff Bezos' pocket, click through the tall Amazon banner you'll see when you scroll down on nhte.net and let them give a little bit of it to me instead. Bailey, back in 2017, you had a top 40 hit with one called Run Girl. Now, more than three years later, what changes have you seen in yourself as a recording artist and as a songwriter? Yeah, that's a great question. Oh, gosh. Well, I mean, I was I was practically a tween, like a teenager slash child then. And uh, I, had, I had just started in the music business. So back then, I felt like I needed to do a certain kind of music and um, a certain kind of, just a certain kind of image to be on the radio. And I feel like at that time, that was the right fit for me, but that was never actually authentically me. And so mm-hmm. the changes I've seen is that I, I've, I'm doing what I, doing the music I actually want to do. And my image is exactly what I want it to be. I'm a very free spirit. Um, and, I'm, and I just, I feel like I'm finally doing what I have always been meant to do. So the big change is that I finally realized that making the music that you want to make and that you believe in is the most important thing. And um, that's just, I feel like growing up has taught me that, and especially growing up in the music business. But do you think that your sound has changed, meaning your genre? Because when I listen to Run Girl, I hear a country song on the radio, and I listen to World You're Living In, and I think, well, this is a totally different genre. So is it one was a fluke and my real sound is X, or is it, yeah, my genre has changed in three-plus years? Yeah, I, I don't think I don't think exactly what's fake. I love country music, uh, but I've found that my voice best suits soul and blues. And um, so, yeah, my genre has changed a little bit. And I, I've finally found the mix of all of the genres that I really enjoy and my voice really fits in. So I think it was more growing into my sound. I, ha- I, I love Run Girl and I love um, what that song did. And I feel like I had to uh, do that and see that single grow to get to the place I am now. So it's not more um, that was fake more that I grew up and realized yeah I think my voice was meant for blues (laughs) gotcha gotcha yeah well and that's obviously important and it's great that you have already been able to zero in on this is where my voice fits best because now you can focus on going in that direction and wondering is this where I should be or not so good for you thank you So as if all that we've been talking about that you've been doing isn't enough, I mentioned back in the intro that in addition to your solo career, you have also joined up with the Highway Women group. Tell the audience all about them as well as your decision with that venture as well. Yeah, they are, gosh, an amazing, an amazing group um, of four women, including me. Uh, The founder, Jill Pavel, she founded the group and for a while, um, she was just looking for the, you know, the right fit. It's hard to get girls together um, in music and get them all to fit, you know, personality-wise, uh, sound-wise. And she was 
looking for a new member of the group. And I had been really close friends with one of the girls in the group for a while. And so she actually asked me, and I, I love the opportunity. I have always loved the genuine um, female support in the music industry. And I know it's talked about a lot that females don't get a fair share and they don't. But the more important thing I thought was that this was females who actually wanted to help each other. I've seen a lot in the music industry um, that sometimes females think it's a competition and uh, it's it's very hard to find those genuine friends. So I'm so excited. We have a new single releasing um, and uh, I, I just love those girls. It's been so much fun. So forgive me, I, I pride myself in the great lengths that I go to for the research I put into this show, but I don't know when you joined them because where I'm going with this is when you say there's a new single coming out, I'm wondering, were you a part of writing the song? Obviously, you must be on the recording. So just kind of give me a timeline of all this. Yeah, I joined in late June, late June. And they had already had that single written, and I loved it. Uh, so I just joined in in the studio. And um, it, it's it's been really cool to get to because usually I'm singing by myself but when you sing with three other girls it's you know it's different and so I've I've got to learn a lot and um they're they're all like family to me so okay so I'm going to put it this way so since it was only just in June that you joined do you have some idea yet for how this is going to work in terms of balancing your commitment to them with your solo career is it something that is going to be a juggling act or do you kind of have a vision of being able to peacefully maintain the two at once? I do. I mean, I, I hope that I, I don't really have a vision, um, but I'm very sure that I will be able to juggle both. They're both really important to me. You know, I, I've been wanting to do something more with female empowerment and, the group was the perfect fit. And so I think that I will be just fine um, <laughs> in juggling both. <laughs> but is that exclusively country music where you will be writing something different from what you're doing on your solo projects? Uh, I would say it's country pop. It's definitely country pop. And yeah, it's much different than what I'm writing. But I like the challenge. I really love the challenge. And I love the challenge of having to not sing exactly the way I sing um, on my solo stuff. Mm. And so it's very, yeah, it's super interesting because, you know, when you're singing with um, three other girls, you have to blend. And so it, it's it's a challenge, and I like that. Yeah, and plus everybody can't be the alto or everybody can't be the tenor. You know, you have to find <laughs> who fits into what roles and, you know, what strengths each one brings and obviously really take advantage of those. But And by the way, I'm making a big deal out of you doing a solo career in this, but I have to imagine that a couple, if not all, of the other members are probably doing a solo career as well. Yeah, all, all of us have solo careers. Yeah. Um, and it's... It, I think Jill wanted it to be like that. She wanted us to have, you know, our own um, solo careers, but also she gave us this wonderful opportunity to do something amazing. And so I'm really thankful for that. And um, all the other girls have amazing voices and they're amazing solo careers. So we can kind of help each other. 
Yeah, and I think it works out nicely that way. There's no hostility of well, so and so can't be here because they're off with their solo career. Because everybody understands, everybody <laughs> has a solo career, so they all know that we all are dealing with the same balancing act. Yeah, and that's that's why I love the group. We finally found a perfect fit. No one's catty. No one's you know extra like that. And so um we i we never have that we never have that oh well she's doing this and this because things come up um but we still get to work and we still have a lot of exciting things coming up that's great that's great so let's get into some of these great opportunities that you have gotten performance wise tell us about your experiences both at the bluebird cafe and at the cma music festival the Bluebird is a really funny story. I was only 11 when Whoa. I played at the Bluebird. It was, yeah, Whoa. it was still when they were doing the, um, gosh, I think it was the tickets. They were, you would go in a line, it would be like a cattle call kind of thing. And uh, so I played with my uncle, and he had been in Nashville too. He's, he loves music. And uh, so we, we went on stage, and I sang the song that he wrote. And it was it was really magical. I think I still have a video of it um, somewhere. And I, I I look at that and I'm, I I laugh because uh, I didn't realize how special that moment was. And uh, CMA Fest. Oh gosh, I've I've met so many amazing people at CMA Fest. Had so many wonderful opportunities. This year I was actually supposed to play on the main stage, but you know, Rona hit mm. and uh, God. <laughs> I was really disappointed because oh, it's been years of me trying to play on the main stage. But yeah, no, I, I love CMA Fest. And uh, more importantly, I love uh, getting to see people when I'm, you know, I'm signing in the booth, uh, signing autographs and stuff from years before. And they'll bring a photo of me from when I was like 12. And it's, it's, it's really, it's really cute and sweet. <laughs> Well, and listeners, it's interesting that Bailey's referring to her experience at the Bluebird Cafe because if you heard last week's episode when I interviewed Grammy-recognized songwriter, music producer, and educator Cliff Goldmacher, we referred to Barbara Cloyd, who runs the open mic at the Bluebird Cafe, and she was on the <laughs> show. I interviewed her for episode 146, so I will put a link on the show page for Bailey's episode if you want to go back and hear my conversation with Barbara talking about the Bluebird open mic night, but also her own career as a songwriter and the cut that she got, etc. Bailey, speaking of performing, as I follow past guests from this show on my at Now Hear This Entertainment Instagram account, I see some folks in Nashville looking like they're starting to get back out performing live again, which is great news. Has that been the case for you? Are you slowly getting back on actual stages rather than having to just live stream because of the coronavirus? Yes. I played around at the listening room, and I played around at Belcourt um, with my girls, and I did it very safely because, uh, you know, it's, it's still going on, and we have to be safe and take precautions, but... Oh, I couldn't wait to get back on stage. I was a little nervous. And it's always good to have a little bit of nerves because if you don't, then you don't care anymore. But um, I, it was amazing. I loved being back on stage. I missed it so much. I mean, I'm a songwriter first, but then I'm a performer. And so I missed it. And um, especially miss, you know, the big crowds. We used to play Mud Mayhem. And it's basically just all, a bunch of rednecks who get together. And um, 
oh gosh, I miss those crowds. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's certainly good news to hear, though, and Belcourt Taps and the Listening Room are two of the many venues that I've been to in Nashville, so I can picture you performing there, and let's hope, audience, let's hope for Bailey's sake and for all the others there that things do continue to improve so that more people like Bailey can get back out on actual stages and perform. And similarly with the f- performers in Las Vegas, you've heard a few of them on this show, and you know that I had been hoping to go to Las Vegas to see my Tampa Bay Buccaneers play the Raiders, and of course that's not the case, but I still kept an eye out anyways on the Access Vegas newsletter, and I encourage you to read that, sign up for it, and it comes in your email inbox, and you'll learn all the latest and greatest about everything that's going on in Las Vegas. I do follow past guests, as I said, through my at Now Hear This Entertainment Instagram account, and so I see people like Lisa Marie Smith, I see people like Dane Reese, I see people like Frankie Shinta, I see people like Laura Wright posting on Instagram about what they are doing or not doing in Las Vegas, but it's a lot more comprehensive and cohesive if I just read the Access Vegas newsletter, not to mention that they tell you about discounts, they tell you about deals, they tell you about how to save money, they tell you how much money to budget to bring there, they tell you about parking, they tell you about everything, any question that you have, and if you don't see something that you have a question about, you can email the editor and he will write you back, he'll even publish it in the Access Vegas newsletter. So go to my website, nhte.net, click on the Access Vegas logo, and during sign-up, put in the code BRUCE to get $5 off, and then watch your inbox for the Access Vegas newsletter, not to mention all the special reports that they have. They'll give you a link so you can go join the private Facebook group and see the additional content that they publish over there in between issues of the newsletter. Again, go to nhte.net, click on the Access Vegas logo, and during sign-up, put in the code BRUCE to get $5 off. Bailey, is it premature to be asking what's next for you, being that you just released your latest single in the video for it, or are there already plans in the works for what you'll move on to next? Yeah, no, not at all. We have uh, a very, we have an outline of what we're going to be releasing this year, and uh, I have a lot of songs that I'm holding on to. And so, yeah, we're just going to keep releasing music and keep releasing videos. Uh, that's super important during this time, I feel like, just to keep releasing music. And, um, yeah, we have a bunch of stuff uh, that we, we can't wait to share. I found that uh, quarantine really gave me so much time to reflect and write some of the best music I've ever written. So I'm super proud of it, and I can't wait for people to hear it. Wow. Wow. Well, that's great news because, obviously, so many performers were affected by the coronavirus, and I don't mean in a health way, but in a out-of-work way. So it's great to hear that you actually found inspiration during it and were able to be, it sounds like, very productive. Yeah. I, I Well, I was like, I can't just sit around every day. And so, I yeah, I started writing a lot. And uh, then, I you know, I would get in the studio safely and record and I've got some songs that I I can't wait to share. Okay, but we are pretty much, we might as well say, at the end of October here. This episode is being released on October 28th. So the new songs that you're referring to that are going to eventually be released, the music videos, is that going to be 2021, or might we still see a new song, a new video from Bailey James before the calendar year is over with? I think 2021. Yeah, we have a plan for uh, Valentine's Day. 
Um, but I can't wait for people to hear it because it's definitely a twist. And uh, it's it's not just a song with me singing. It's a duet. And so uh, 2021, there's, there's something very fun coming. Awesome. And listeners, you know, if you listen regularly, thank you. You know that I always say that's all the more reason to keep up with the guest online so you can see announcements for when Bailey starts talking about the plans that she's referring to now, as well as the other music and videos that she has for next year. So it sounds like a lot of excitement. But of course, Bailey, right now, if the world was what it was before the pandemic, you probably would have been out performing a whole lot more to promote songs like World We're Living In, to promote your single from last month. And I just don't know that that's really the case right now, unfortunately. Yeah, no, it isn't. I I had a... I just had a new band right before it all started and um i was i was so excited to get out and play because usually i play all summer the summers are really spring and summers are big for musicians and that's when people like to get out and go you know to festivals um and so i would definitely be out and performing but right now i've found a way to uh still interact with the fans and still put out great music so i'm thankful for that and uh I'll be even more thankful when we get to perform on stage again. So when you say, I just had a new band right before all that, do you mean a different band from a band that you had before? Or do you mean, no, before Bruce, I would always perform by myself, and now I actually had a band (laughs) I was going to be with? I would perform with uh, some of my my friends from Nashville. It was mainly uh, girls and girls. they are national musicians so you know sometimes they don't always want to you know venture out to um different states and so we found uh yeah we found a band that wanted to tour all over and uh they're very blue soul inspired and um yeah that's funny that you asked that because one of them just texted me today Wow. Wow. So definitely listeners, definitely keep up with Bailey online because it sounds like there could be some (laughs) real exciting things in 2021 as long as this darn coronavirus agrees to go away and leave us all alone once and for all. (laughs) So Bailey can get out there with her band and and perform more in Nashville, but more outside of Tennessee too. So let's, let's all hope for the best. Bailey, we're going to close today with another one of your original songs, which was actually just released early last month called Mama Says. The video for this one, by the way, listeners, already has more than 4,200 views on YouTube. Bailey and I, we can talk about that music video in the Patreon. But Bailey, before you and I go and record more conversation to be heard exclusively through Patreon, tell the audience all about this song, please, Mama Says. Yes, this song is super fun. I wrote it actually about an experience I had with a boyfriend whose mom hated me. <laughs> and it made me really it made me really upset because I'm a people pleaser. I'm an entertainer. And so the only way I thought to get my feelings out was to write a song. And so I wrote Mama Says and uh it's just a super fun kind of doo woppy tune and um the video is also really fun. So it's just tongue in cheek and uh I'm really happy to hear how many people love the song. Well, it's also fun when these kind of stories come up that I get to ask the guest, okay, so number one, is this an ex-boyfriend? Number two, does he know about the song? And number three, does his mother know about the song? (laughs) Uh, 
Yeah, all three, yeah. <laughs> all three. Yeah. <laughs> For sure. For sure she knows about the song. And I wanted I wanted her to hear it because um well I that's what I wrote the song about. And um it's it's a little bit sassy, but I mean, that's just how I was feeling. Because I I wanted her to like me so bad, I did everything for her to like me, and she didn't. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to write a song. (laughs) But how amazing it must feel. I mean, obviously, every songwriter wants to put out something that is relatable. But in building your audience, and you've done a great job with such a huge, huge following, it must just be, pardon the expression, but it must be music to your ears when other girls hear that song and all they say back to you is, yes, girl, yes, because they've been through yeah. it. <laughs> yes, totally, totally. Oh, gosh. I've had so many um, people reach out to me and tell me their stories. And, you know, I'm not exactly, a, I mean, I'm, I'm a musician, and so... Um, it's just it's funny to hear other people's stories and their spin on it (laughs) well bailey this has been a lot of fun thanks so much for being on the show i enjoyed the conversation thank you for having you're welcome and congratulations on the latest single listeners that will do it for another episode of now hear this entertainment my sincere thanks to singer songwriter guitar player bailey james do visit her official website at baileyjamesgang.com Again, I will put a link to it on the show page for this episode at nhte.net. Once you land on Bailey's website, do look for the icons to go engage with her on social media. This morning, I liked her Facebook page. I followed her on Instagram and Twitter. So please be sure that you do the same as well for her. And of course, subscribe to Bailey's YouTube channel and watch and like the videos on there. For that matter, tell you heard her and her music on Now Hear This Entertainment, regardless of when you're listening to this episode. And sure, follow her on Spotify too, but support Bailey by purchasing her music from online digital retailers such as iTunes, Apple Music. Her new single is called World You're Living In. Look for that and lots more music from Bailey James and keep up with her online so you can see where and when she will be performing as well as the new music that you heard her talking about slated for 2021. One more time, the Patreon for the Now Hear This Entertainment podcast is the only place that you can hear the bonus content that I have been publishing every week since last Christmas. Extra conversation with the podcast guests, a lot of them running 20 minutes long including some insights that I give about, say, how I booked the guest and or when we recorded the interview, etc. Get started with it all for only five bucks at patreon.com slash nhte or use the orange colored support us on Patreon button on the show website nhte.net. Remember too about starting all of your Amazon shopping by scrolling down on nhte.net to the tall Amazon banner and clicking through so that they will kick back a small percentage of the sale to me at the end of the transaction, which allows you to support this show without taking any extra money out of your pocket. And yes, it really is all confidential. Thanks to privacy policies, I don't know who bought, what they bought, or how much was spent. So look for that tall Amazon banner when you scroll down on nhte.net. For now, that will do it for episode 351. Thank you ever so much for listening. We'll send you out today with another song from Bailey James. This is the one she just talked about. It's called Mama Says.
I'm the kind of girl who likes to drive too fast my start a barroom brawl Cause I talk a lot of trash but when it comes to you boy I ain't got no shame She ain't got no shame To show you I'm all in Straight to the end Your little razor blade Your bestest friend Stuck like glue To the very end To the very end What would your Your mama say